Final segment here on our Wings and Rings Coach. Just a reminder, we'll have the Super A coverage for you starting tomorrow from the Shield Center for the State A Boys Basketball Tournament. Four games on tap, and it's a quadruple header. It starts with Bismarck High, the number one seed from the West. And if you haven't seen the Demons play, kind of like a hockey team. They bring four or five guys in, they bring four or five guys out, and they go up against Fargo Shanley after Talon Hoffer scored 30-plus points, had a double-double in the Deacons win against the West Fargo Packers for a state qualifier. That's at 2 at 4 o'clock. It's Fargo Davies and Mandan. Uh, Elijah Klein, a guy that's going up to UND to play football. Fargo Davies, a lot of Division One, Division Two talent on display at that game at 4. At 6 o'clock, West Fargo Cheyenne, the number one seed from the East against the number four seed from the West, the Dick and Midget's first trip to state since 2016. And then the nightcap features a couple of guys that are going to North Dakota State. Will Bowden Scumberg, player not from Jamestown. And then you got Grant Nelson, the all EDC selection, and alongside with Senior Athlete of the Year for the Devils Lake Firebirds. That'll be our four games for you tomorrow. We're going to talk a little more. West Fargo Cheyenne Boys Basketball with head coach Tom Kirchhoffner. And Tom, uh, before we kind of talk this about state EDC tournament, you guys played fairly well, obviously, for your club in terms of winning the quarterfinals. You earned a bye. You didn't have to worry about a playing game. Uh, you took care of business in the semis against Shamley. Then a team that beat you twice in the regular season in Fargo-Davies, you were able to play good defense, hold them to a season low in terms of points, and found a way to, to get that elusive EDC tournament championship, Tom. Yeah, it was a, it was a great weekend by our guys, and uh, they played outstanding um, basketball throughout the, the EDC tournament. Uh, I think we scored 90 against Fargo South, and then uh, Shanley, we kind of got the game over by halftime. We were able to kind of rotate guys and just kind of rest uh, for um, um, Saturday against Davies, and then just a really outstanding uh, effort uh, on offense and defense of just uh, executing and really limiting them to one shot. So um, just proud of our guys, and now it's um, on to the next battle. And, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, um, you know, playing Davies and stuff like that throughout the season. Say, hey, those are just those are just battles and stuff like that, and those are just learning experiences. And we felt like we kind of um, let that one go at our at our last game of the season, and so it was a good learning experience for us. And then to win by 20 was outstanding, and just seeing uh, how much we're getting better uh, from the start of the season to where we're at now. So we're excited for the opportunity tomorrow. And the last time State was here in Fargo, you guys had a nice run to a runner-up. And, you know, the one thing I will say about this team, uh, Tom, is obviously your ability to score, your ability to diagram offense, and your guys run sets. But is this one of the better defensive teams do you think you've had in terms of what West Fargo Cheyenne? It's not like you got a 30-year history in your back pocket, so you you have only like five or six teams to really go go through. But on the short term, does this feel like, an all-in because I can talk about Blake Berg and Zion and, and all these guys and Tyler Terhark, what they can do offensively, but it seems like defensively they lock in. It, it could be a long night for your opposition. Yeah, without a doubt. This is this is our best team in, in school uh, program history. Uh, the record we uh, that we have is 62 points per game, and this team is allowing uh, 54.1. So, um, And I know Davies is only allowing like 51, yeah. 52, something like that. So um, I haven't seen uh, teams with, with that low of a number in a long time and it just kind of just kind of shows you where Cheyenne and where Davies has been at in the EDC but um, you know with our our guards their quickness uh, Zion Detman and Brika Penu and then you get, you throw in Tarek and Berg with their, with their size and then then you add Chuck DeBoy you add uh, 
Jaheim Leak, Jackson Money, uh, and, and Dominic Dozman, the size that we have, it, it's just unbelievable. So it's really tough for teams to get in the gap, tough to get a shot off, or we make it extremely difficult. And so um, just doing an outstanding job with, with our guys, and I just, I just love the team that we have. The one thing is it's not one particular player. Obviously, it becomes kind of a team. And, and I know you can look at certain players, and this is nothing against a Nelson or a Scumberg because that's what they're asked to do. They're asked to get a lot of points. They're asked to get a lot of rebounds. And the ball's always in their hand because, <laughs> hey, if, if you got a Division One type of guy on, on your team, you're probably going to feed him the ball as much as you possibly can. But for your club here, Tom, it seems like on any given night, someone can go off. Detman can go off for three made three-pointers and a half that maybe he won't score in the second half because he's getting assists to Blake Berg and guys on the inside. So if if you were scouting yourself right now, not to give not to give you know any teams that are listening in uh, the scouting inside opponent, but if you had to scout yourself right now, where would you start with your own team here, Tom? Uh, uh, to be honest, I would just say you'd have to um, be ready to um, rebound and run, <laughs> and you have to uh, be able to pretty much uh, take care of everybody because everybody's a threat. Uh, our last game um, before Davies was Fargo South, and uh, Jaheim Leak and Barika Penny came off the bench, and they had 17 and 13 at halftime. And I think we've had six or seven different leading scores throughout the course of our season. Um, we've had four or five guys with double-doubles. So um, we can beat uh, teams in a variety of different ways. Um, and so I'm just really excited, and I'm really excited for the opportunity. Uh, it's, it's just going to be a, a fun week for these guys. And, um, you know, we got three all-conference players with, with Blake Berg and Tyler Tarek and Zion Detman. Um, those guys are just kind of leading us, and those, they're also our three captains. And then everybody else just kind of knows their role. And um, I, I tell these guys, you know, we talked about in the summer about, hey, if you got if you want the green light, you got to get this, this shooting mark. But really, we just tell our guys everybody's got the green light. Everybody can shoot it. Go ahead. And if you got an, if you got an open look, shoot it. We have confidence in you. And I think that's what's kind of been the key is everybody knows that, all right, if i got an open look, I can make it for the team. And uh, Tom Kirchhoffner, West Fargo, Cheyenne, boys basketball coach again with us here. And to your point, you guys shoot a lot of threes, but at the same point, too, it's not like you're missing every three-pointer. And that volume shooting, how it's changed in the game of basketball over the last 10, 15, 20 years. But as we kind of take a look at your opponent here, Tom Dickinson, uh, again, a squad that kind of had to scrap and claw through the WDA to get here. All of a sudden you saw, hey, Monet High's not making state, and that's something that rarely happens in Class A basketball. But for Dickinson, Tom, they got some guys who can put the ball in the net as well, and they got some guys who can fill up a, a box score with the best of them. Yeah, they got two good athletes um, uh, the, for their guards, um, number 10 and number 24, uh, Wright and uh, Krenz. So they're getting about 20 and 24 points a game, and then they got two other guys, Klatt, uh, number 34, get about eight and a half points, and then number one, uh, Hawker, gets about eight points a game. So um, that's 44, 52, 60 <laughs> points right there. So, And then the other guys are just chipping in. So we know that we got to eliminate uh, two out of those four guys, and, and we'll be all right. But really, um, we don't focus more. We don't focus on the other team. We just try to play our game, our style. Um, I think when I first started out, I was prepping a lot in practice uh, on defense, saying, hey, we got to take away this, this, and this. And it's more or less changed into, all right, this is another half hour. We can go shoot three-pointers for another half hour. We can go shoot free throws. We can go work on a defensive drill. So we've really just taken that approach probably three, four years ago and really just focused on what we do. And we'll recognize um, what's going on on the court. We've already, you know, shown film Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday on, on Dickinson. We've already shown their tendencies, what they want to do. And, you know, right and, and – and, um, uh, right and Krenz are going to have the ball in their hands the majority of the times, and they're going to look to get their team going. 
you look at if I take your team out just with this tournament, there's a lot of talent, and there's a lot of kids, just like in the football season when I was looking at rosters and going, this guy's going D1 for baseball. This guy's going D2 for football. This guy's going D1 for basketball. It just seemed like, or hockey, it seemed like every roster had some type of guy. And talking with coaches throughout the year in the EDC, on any given night there was that one player that could go off and possibly beat someone. And now you get to a state tournament, Tom. If I took your team out, who are going to be, if in your mind, a team that might be Saturday night have a chance to cut the nets down and, and win a you know state title? You know, I would say if you go on the other bracket, I think you look at Mandan. Um, we played them the very first game of the year, and it was a great environment. And they're they're a very good ball club. But they got Elijah Klein, mm-hmm. who is one of the top athletes in the state. He, he's a walking double double. And um, you know, looking at their stats, their guards take care of the ball extremely well. And so Davies feeds off teams that um, doesn't take care of the ball. And so whether if they're trying to do their half court trap and you know you got Weiss and Thilmoni those guys take care of the ball extremely well they also got a really good three-point shooter so Davies I think is a really good ball club we sent out our our sophomore coach and our freshman coach to the WDA tournament on Friday night and they said Mandan was really good um, when they saw him Friday night Um, Bismarck it just I've seen it on TV I've gotten texts I've gotten calls on them Um, I I just want to see it live I want to see it up close so I mean if we're there playing them at at the final game on Saturday night I would take it because I I think they're just an unbelievable team uh, the way they're playing and uh, five in five out is just crazy Um, you got to throw in Davies there because they're 20 and two and two with all the athletes that they have and then you got to look at Jamestown the returning um, uh, state champion Um, you know even they don't have Bowden they got a class that's just loaded, a uh, junior class that's loaded, and, and they're playing really well together. They're playing connected. So, But, you know, on any given night, anybody can beat anybody. Uh, Devils Lake's still a scary team because of Grant Nelson. He's 6'10". He's going to NDSU. And, um, you know, you look at the stats. Sometimes you got to throw the stats out the window. Devils Lake is, I think, last in the EDC in three-point percentage. But what happens if they're on that night? They're going to win that ball game if they're hitting their threes. So it, I think it's, it's there's going to be some interesting matchups, um, and we'll just see how it takes shape. I uh, down the Summit League tournament, we were talking with some uh, media members and said, "Hey, there's a lot of North Dakota kids that are going to North Dakota State next year." And one of them of the highlights, I said, "You got to see this dunk that Nelson had against Fargo Davies, where he took three dribbles from literally free throw line to free throw line and went up." And every time I showed that to someone down there, they said wow you know you just don't see that at this level and 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 this sounds like a broken record when i've been talking to coaches this year just with the level of experience with the level of returners with the level of talent does this feel like one of the more talented state tournaments that you've been a part of here tom in terms of you can look on any given roster i can probably go back in history and say there's been a lot of guys who have gone on to the next level not too long ago we're talking about aj jacobson with fargo shanley you can look a couple of years ago of what bismarck century was able to do in terms of their style of play and you know get it to some hands but does this feel like from top to bottom everyone's got a dude so to speak it it does feel that way it seems that way uh, very much um you know and i even look at our own team with 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 terhark you know he's going to go play uh division one football at ndsu um, and then I looked at, you know, I talk about analytics with you, um, you know, the efficiency rating. Grant Nelson had a 36 efficiency rating. The next closest, and because he does all the rebounds, he gets all the blocks, and he does the score. And the next closest was Tyler Tarek. I think if you take out Grant Nelson, Tyler Tarek might have been, you know, player of the year in the EDC. The next best player was Blake Burke. 
So we got two good guys right there. And Blake Berg, he wants to walk on the next level. Brika Penu, he's, he, you know, he had his visit with NDSU for football. He's a he's a dynamic uh, point guard. And then you got Jackson Money, who I think is a sleeper. Uh, he had a heck of a game against Grant Nelson up in Devils Lake. So I think he can get it done too at the next level. Um, and then so you got Grant Nelson, you got Davies. They're loaded with all their guys that they have, and um, Bowden Skunberg. And it's just it's it's just gonna be fun to watch. So I think if you if if you enjoyed what you saw in the EDC this year and in the EDC tournament, you're gonna enjoy the state tournament. The state tournament again, the Super A. The girls will get things going at one o'clock tomorrow. Bismarck Legacy and Chamley, which is just four years removed from when they met in a Class A championship. You got Grand Forks, Red River, and Mandan. Both those programs have always been a team that's been able to get to state and Mandan with their history and lineage in, in women's basketball in the state of North Dakota. Fargo, Davies, and Bismarck, St. Mary's. Tim Jacobson got that club rolling at the right time through the EEC. Then the nightcap is a rematch of last year's state title with Bismarck Century and Devil's Lake, and that should be a doozer of a nightcap at 7 o'clock on the girls' side. Uh, a couple more minutes left here with Tom Kirchhoffner of West Fargo, Cheyenne. Uh, Tom, how much do you get to allow the players to enjoy it now that you've done it a couple times yourself as a coach with your coaching staff and some of these guys have been to state tournaments themselves they understand uh, a little bit of what it takes to maybe win it on thursday try to get to a friday then ultimately a saturday uh how much do you allow the kids to enjoy it and for yourself as a coach how much do you get to kind of take a step back and say we're, we're at the spot of where we want it to be when we start the season yeah we're we're definitely uh feeling good of where we're at right now in the season um even our fresh our freshman coaches and our assistant coaches just said hey i really like how this team uh they're just relaxed they're just relaxed and then when we want to focus on practice we're dialed in and um you know tonight they're going to a movie they're going to the uh, ben affleck movie uh the way back um, so they're going to watch that basketball movie tonight at 7.30, do some team bonding and stuff like that. Um, playing at the Shack, we played there, um, you know, for the past three years. Yeah. So we're very comfortable uh, there. We get, a, we get a shoot around tomorrow, so they brought the shoot arounds back. So it'll be exciting for our guys to get up there and kind of get some shots up again. It just, um, it's just a great atmosphere. Just guys have just, we're, we're an experienced bunch. Um, and so I'm excited for these guys. I'm excited for the opportunity. How much does it play? Because I know out west, anytime when the Class A was out west, we were saying the WDA always plays in Bismarck. They always get the three games. And if you play a Bismarck school, it seems like Century and Bismarck High play each other for the regular season both times on here. How much of an advantage is it that you're able to play inside the Shield Center spot that you've been able to play the last couple of years, as you mentioned, for the EDC tournament? I mean, we get to sleep in our own beds. Sure, that's, that's sure. the number one thing is we get to sleep in our own beds, so we're comfortable with that, and just kind of getting that routine. And then playing in the shack, we know kind of where our locker room, you know, what the lighting is like. I, you know, I, I got to play at the the Civic Center or the Event Center, it's called now. Um, I do think the lights are brighter at the shack <laughs> and stuff like that. And I do remember, you know, two three years ago when we made it to the EDC title game, it was just a different environment. And now it's just, it just kind of been routine for us because I think we made it to the EDC title game uh, three out of the last four years, and we won it two out of the last uh, three years. So our guys are just kind of comfortable um, playing there. They just kind of know what's up. And, uh, um, yeah, like it's, I, all I can say is I'm just excited for the opportunity. It's going to be a lot of fun, as Tommy alluded to. If you're looking for some good basketball coming out to the north side of Fargo because I've never seen a quarterfinal on the girls' side with these matchups and stories and storylines and tradition. And then on the boys' side, as we mentioned, just the talent. And 
You never know. There could be a sleeper. It could be all one seeds advance. It's going to be a lot of fun because you never know once you get eight teams with three days of basketball, as we saw in the Summer League Tournament, as we've seen in Region 1 for girls and boys basketball. You never know what's going to happen. Tom, thanks so much for your time, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, I'm sure, sometime inside the Shield Center. Well, thanks, Chase, and I appreciate the coverage. That is, again, Tom Kirchhoffner, West Fargo, Cheyenne Boys Basketball, head coach with us here on our Wings and Rings Coaches. So 